all of my yoga teaching comes from experience. You picked up on this idea of playfulness, and it's a big part of how you practice your yoga. Everyone's talking about mindfulness, don't they? They say you've got to be mindful. But I think mindfulness and playfulness, they're giving a similar result, aren't they? So you have to have a situation where you're being mindful and careful about your body and your mind, but you've got to be playful as well. And no one mentions that. That isn't part of the general narrative of experts talking about yoga or other ways to deal with mental health. They don't mention playfulness, do they? Hello and welcome back to another episode of SB and Menopause. Today I've got Stephen Harding with me on the phone. Stephen is an Ashtanga yoga teacher and before you panic and think you have to be Madonna or Sting, stop, don't go away. Stephen has got some excellent ideas and tips to bring the magic of yoga into your life. So first of all, Stephen, thank you very much for coming on the call today and I can't wait to hear some of your advice because I really love the yoga classes you do they're so much fun and I really look forward to going to them and thank you well thank you for that very kind introduction yes we could talk about yoga and how it can benefit everyone I'm a Shanga yoga teacher but I do teach yoga to all people so from children through to people in their 80s it is the basis of a Shanga that I always draw on as my inspiration but in the 30 years of practicing and teaching I've come across many different styles and often incorporate these into my classes I know this uh, initial thing with Ashtanga, it seems quite, oh my gosh, this really advanced. But what I've noticed, you're able to tailor make it. So people that arrive that are really fit, you add on extra things for them. Uh, Those of us that are more rigid, we kind of go a different route. The base of my teaching is from Ashtanga Yoga, but Krishnamachara, who is probably the main influence of yogis around the world, would always talk about the individuality of any practice and teaching to the individual rather than everything fitting for everyone. So even though the Shtanga Yoga gives a base of sun salutations, a warm-up in the beginning and then standing exercises and sitting exercises and then resting, that's a basic foundation for developing a practice. And the primary sequence and the secondary sequence of Shtanga Yoga is fantastic and I can recommend that to anyone and can all be modified to suit every body type and every level of fitness. So I tend to base my classes around that. The idea of there being a fun element is just instrumental. All the teachers I've practiced with have given me inspiration. have all been able to laugh. And unless you can laugh in the class, laugh at yourself, laugh at the falling over, laughing at the situation in a very light way, I think we are missing the point of what it is to look after ourselves. And feel flexible again, because I think everyone feels quite kind of boxed in. And that part is really exciting. And the energy that you have at the end of the class. Well, you're talking about going to a class regularly. And if someone decides they want to take up yoga and they commit to going to a class once a week or doing a bit more than that on their own at home, then definitely it's inevitable that flexibility and fitness come, which is such a fantastic feeling. (laughs) I recommend it yoga practice to everyone. You also teach children, don't you? I do, and I'm teaching children of three, four in a preschool. Even those children are doing sun salutations. They quite easily get into downward dog and upward dog. They're even offering me suggestions as to what they might do. Some of them have seen their parents practicing yoga, and they bring that into the class. So we have such a lot of fun, actually. Animal shapes, and we invent postures, and we just have a little storytelling time while moving the body into weird positions. 
Children have that sort of playful energy and they just live in the moment. They're not worrying about last year, next year. They're just literally there and, you know, they kind of forget about time and throw themselves in completely. I'm sure you bring those kind of elements into our class. I do. I even use the children's ideas occasionally in in the classes. And the fun element, I think, is that we have to obviously believe in the benefits of a mindful practice where it's concentrating, focusing on our own bodies, focusing quietly, listening to the breath, scanning through the body. All these ideas are just being focused on our own state at that any given time. But sometimes when that concentration might wane, it's not a problem and that's when the playfulness can come in and you can have a bit of experimentation with new ways of moving and and just keeping everything on a fun level as well as understanding that there is a, a way of practicing that can be seen as being serious but is about focus and concentration rather than a seriousness I was reading on um, Danny Paradise's page and some of his things were talking about anthropology and how yoga was a gift to humanity I- it existed before all the religions and before the Egyptians and before India, that it's really something in the human DNA. He's describing almost like a shamanic idea of how yoga may have developed, copying animal shapes and coming to a place of altered consciousness. If you look at the Egyptians' hieroglyphics, you'll see in those there are people sitting and standing in various body shapes doing exercises. So there's definitely a connection there. I joke in the class that they're drawn in two dimensions, but we're doing it in three dimensions. But the typical Egyptian hand positions, some of the twisting postures that we do, Marachanasana posture where we cross the foot over the knee and twist around behind, you'll see those in the hieroglyphics. So those postures that are exercising the spine, keeping the spine nice and supple. If you do start to stretch your back and you arch your back or you stretch your spine, that does immediately give a lift to your energy level. All these exercises, they have benefits. You might burp a bit from doing some twists. It keeps the blood flow circulating, refreshes the prana. When you're taking deep breaths, you're breathing in the air. It's the life force. Each time we have a deep breath, learning how to breathe in such a way that just is a relaxing state. Even though physical exertion is going on and challenging, keeping the breath steady is that mindful way of calming the mind. Often in a yoga posture, It might be challenging and it might be a little bit scary if you're standing on your head. But if you keep the breath steady and start concentrating on the breath, then that fear disappears, which is this idea of mindfulness and just moving away from panic to the state of calmness. And doing a yoga practice definitely enhances that. That's very interesting because the new things where you go where you haven't gone before and a child would just give it a go and if you fall over so what but as an adult there's like oh this is so scary and then when you do do it there's like such a feeling of gives you that confidence you feel powerful in that moment it's wonderful to know that your your body's actually capable of a lot more than it's doing confidence my goodness without confidence we're all nervous and if you're nervous then it becomes anxiety and it's not a very nice state to be in so this idea of self-esteem we build up our confidence we become pleased with ourselves even with just the smallest amount of yoga practice then that can really just gradually build up this state of confidence and self-esteem and we just feel better about ourselves yeah and in menopause the things are low energy not sleeping properly anxiety depression weight gain changing body shape so That's where yoga just helps on all these different aspects and also learning the skills maybe to try something new. And it might feel scary, 
but so what if it doesn't work out you can try again yeah. you know yes it's a massive change but it is a phase in, in life and it's um an inevitable phase in life and that's something to be accepted but doing something that is nurturing good for yourself for yourself rather than caring for others which is often the case for women they're possibly looking after children they're possibly look, looking after a family so if, again sort of bringing the focus back to yourself themselves can be a major factor in dealing with such a change as the menopause but all the aspects of strengthening the bones and keeping the circulation going and just helping towards sleeping after doing physical exercise and just calm the anxiety must is must be awful so um, it definitely helps and for all of those problems that you raise there's exercise in general but yoga in particular helps and is indoors if it's cold and wet but if it's nice and warm and dry outdoors in nature is a fantastic thing and another thing that danny paradise would say he does live on an island in hawaii so it is a great place to be outside all the time but outside yoga is a, the best thing you can find in your garden or on a patio or even on a balcony or in the forest or on the beach it's the most beautiful thing to do if it's warm enough and the conditions are okay this is the part of the show where i ask you who your favorite superhero is asterix i, I like the way that he fights against the odds and he stands up for his particular culture against the romans just a little energetic superhero awesome <laughs> yoga is for everyone so even if you start a yoga practice and you think oh yoga class is an hour and a half maybe you can just do 10 minutes yoga 10 minutes yoga is better than no yoga initially find a good teacher that you feel comfortable with how do you find a yoga class if you were looking for a yoga teacher what would you look for and how would you choose a class but ultimately i think probably word of mouth might be the best way if you talk to people who come out of a class just ask about the style of the class there are energetic classes there are slower classes there are more meditative classes find what you think you would like to be doing in terms of the energy level or style i think probably you just have to try a few classes and see if you can assess what the teacher is like or watch a class most teachers will be very amenable to someone coming in to observe a class for a few minutes to see how or have a conversation with the teacher i would think it's very important to know that a teacher is actually a practitioner i practice most days my own practice i think it's important that a teacher is practicing as well as teaching you can look at their history of who their teachers are. You can research their background, if they have any qualifications. Check on the teacher, where his or her influences have come from. I belong to a federation called the Yoga Alliance Professionals. They do vet their teachers and they have a degree of new teachers, intermediate teachers, senior teachers. Most teachers are good teachers. They're all on a journey, but check out a class or two. If you don't like the teacher, don't stick with it. Move on. Try another one. That's the thing. If the teacher doesn't give you a chance to have a rest at the end, that's a good indication. So in my classes, I always almost insist that someone has a rest, maybe two, five, ten minutes resting at the end of the class, a full-on relaxation. I think that's a very important thing. So if you're thinking about going to a class in the gym and it's an hour and you do an hour and then out the door after an hour, I don't think that's very serious. The yoga is, is definitely benefited by that short rest at the end of the class where you can just lay down and just let go of everything all the tension all the energy you can just let it infuse all the heat comes into the body and you can just have that time to rest before you get on with the rest of the day which could be two minutes i think that's an important factor and if a teacher's really pushing hard and telling you to twist and move and don't let a teacher push hard on any adjustments are gentle and guidance rather than being a physical force so if a teacher starts to push hard to get you into postures i'd say that's not a good thing good to know thank you <laughs> 